Welcome to The Ether. Today is Friday, April 8th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Intern Capital. Everyone knows interns make the world go round, so when it comes to picking out your interns, make sure you choose the best. The best you say, that's right, the best. And everyone knows all the best interns come from Intern Capital. Be sure to follow Intern Capital on Twitter and keep an eye out April 14th for the Intern FT Mint launching on One Planet. Links are in the show notes. And for more information, check out intern.capital. Be sure to follow Intern Capital on Twitter for daily ship posts and stuff. Tips. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, part one of a two-part IBC Gang Lounge space. Let's take a listen. Cool deal. I like that now they have the rewards on the LP. You can see if you have rewards there now or not. Yeah, for for are you t- you're not talking about the Juno Swap LP? You're talking about the regular the ones within. Yeah, I'm talking about the stable module. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, like before, it wasn't showing the rewards, but now it is. Yeah, you just had to like claim them and see if they were there before, but now you can actually yeah. see the number. It, so it's cool. it seems like they're really active. Like whoever's running this site, mm-hmm. like every time there's a little. That's what I was telling Tricky. I was like, dude. It, it it's it's like it gives me hope that the project is legit that every time something goes wrong they're on twitter like hey guys we're looking into it we're about to fix it and it doesn't take very long like and also the fact that everything works so smoothly like i've been to scam websites man it's just like basically it's like glued together you know what i mean like it's all ghetto and it doesn't work you know what i mean like this is really smooth as far as the um like experience just using it so that's what made me like hopeful about thought was like they they know how to code at least you know what i mean and have you guys been following joe abby like he's been posting some stuff about it like i i i wonder if one of the core the core juno guys have got to be involved with it. it's got it's got to be someone from the core team's got to be in on in on it i would think you know i don't know i don't know just to uh, let everybody know, we're talking about Fought, the Fought, uh, one of the latest crazes to come to the Cosmos. If you have any questions about it, feel free to request your mic. Come up on stage. If there's something else in the Cosmos you want to talk about that's got you excited or you got questions about, request the mic as well. Um, we welcome everybody that's here. Appreciate all the uh, the faces we're seeing, all the familiar faces. Get well, Graham up here real quick. Graham. What uh? What has Joe Abbey been posting more about it, Mayor? I know he's like 
you know, kind of digging in more. I've seen some of the tweets, but I haven't really. He he's been coast. Sorry, (laughs) I'm just just getting ready to pull in somewhere. Um, He's been (laughs) posting stuff like on the on the dungeon, but just like little, like it's really short little like. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. We'll have to pull up his uh, Twitter feed real quick. I, I can't right now, but he's just been like doing, like it's kind of like little um, hints. It, it, if you, I don't know, you kind of got to read it, read through the what he's saying a little bit. I'll try to find some right now and uh, maybe post them up. But uh, but Graham, what's up, dude? How you doing? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Good, good. How you doing? Yeah, doing pretty solid. I've uh. Stepped away for a week, kind of from crypto almost, and uh, I missed the whole flat kind of stuff. I think I talked to it right when it first came out, but was it an airdrop originally, or how does uh, one get into it? Yes, dude. So it's an it's an airdrop. Um, actually, just right now, I found out that my mom qualified for the airdrop. So let's see if we can. Um, oh, actually, Tricky already put a pin post at the top up here. Um, go to their website and then connect your Juno wallet to it and see if you qualify for the airdrop. Done. I'm going to do that in like one minute here. Sick. Hey, women verse. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me up here. I appreciate the mic. How you doing tricky? How you doing cosmos? Everyone. Um, I just want to say thank you. Today was an incredible day. I've been just thinking Cosmos all day. So we received some awards today. We were in an earlier space with the Cosmos ladies and there was a quiz. And I made, I I won because I'm a big Cosmos fan. And then I decided I'm going to donate my winnings to Womanverse. So basically we have a collection on the Tezos blockchain and I'm a big Cosmos fan and I've been waiting for the right time to bring us into the Cosmos ecosystem. And with all these amazing blockchains, with everything that's happening, I feel like this was the time. So we are, we're not quitting Tezos, but we are gonna make our presence known in the Cosmos blockchain. And so we've got a huge group of women, international, Spanish speaking, from all around the globe, including Iran, Turkey, uh, Afghanistan, Venezuela, Cuba, and uh, a lot of European countries, as well as Asian countries. So we've been establishing Womenverse for many months now. Um, we, we, I, I talked Mariella into moving from OpenSea onto the Tezos blockchain because of it's a platform, it's not a blockchain. We really need decentralization, and I just think the timing is so great because they're can't be a better place than the cosmos ecosystem and so i i'm kind of you know with what happened with open sea and all that it was just excellent timing because you know i i saw this as a crypto person i'm sandy toes by the way i'm the co-founder of womanverse so i'm just very excited that we won today we got some new coins i i actually set up our womanverse kepler wallet today and i set up another wallet for us so we're in this game we have a huge uh, group of artists who many of them don't understand anything about DeFi. So you guys are going to sound like word salad to them when you talk about staking, liquidity pools and all that stuff. And I intend to bring that knowledge to our group. So we're going to hold spaces and I'm going to ask you guys who are so knowledgeable and eloquent in your ability to explain this ecosystem to help me spread this word 
and onboard all these people who, you know, women, men, everybody wants to, you know, they, they're tired of gas fees. And the first question is, hey, gas fees. So thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. And I'm going to give up the mic and listen and learn to see what is new and get my new airdrops. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sandy. Yeah, we and speaking of, you know, just trying to educate and help people get onboarded into Cosmos, you know, we'd love to help you do that. And we can even do live walkthroughs, um, you know, with video uh, on the Kepler wallet, going to osmosis, making transactions, staking, um, providing liquidity and even getting some people some Osmos um, for themselves so they can do that as well, too. So please, 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 let's do that. We would love to do that. Um, and we're, we're, we're thankful for you to be here and we're thankful for everything that you're doing in this space as well, too. But yeah, Graham, I, I know you had your, your hand up. Yeah. I just want to say welcome to the Cosmos spaces and Cosmos verse. And, um, I'll pin a tweet at the top here, but on Wednesday nights, Tendermint Timmy, I'll post it so you can follow him. He does beginner walkthroughs. And, uh, if you could, I'd want to do a collaboration with him. I'm sure he'd definitely let you on or bring people onto his space who want to learn and he does great walkthroughs of new upcoming projects or just even the basic onboarding every wednesday night um i think it's at 7 p.m mountain 9 p.m eastern tricky am i correct and uh that's a great place to start uh 5 p.m pacific and 8 p.m uh eastern perfect yes sir yeah tender and timmy boot camp uh wednesday nights um yeah it's always welcome for for people it's geared towards you know kind of new people in cosmos and trying to come you know bring people in and educate them um you know but it's always open for whatever people want to talk and same thing with all the other spaces too you know we're always we you know we might have a topic or we might be on something but you know if you have a question whether it's a wallet question or what's osmosis what's cosmos um you know there's there's lots of lots of people in the, in the community that want to help you know and so I, I do recommend too just like graham like making sure if you can you know make one of those wednesday spaces with timmy um, so look out for that post that he's about to pin. Perfect. Yeah, because when I try to talk about it, I just get all over the place, you know, because so I'd like to be able to do this in an orderly fashion. And, and, and all we really need is just one good space to explain about the Cosmos ecosystem. And then people can just come and just listen to that recording. And then that'll be like my bookmark. Oh, OK, you want to learn about Cosmos? You're an NFT and, and, and just make it geared very simple. You know, this is. If you're going to be an NFT is this, and then we'll make another recording about, okay, now that you've got the hang of what is Cosmos, okay, now you need to get into the DeFi and now you're going to learn about staking and all that. And so maybe we could have like three different spaces, but yeah, thank you very much. This is my goal. And there's a lot of people who are very excited to keep up with what's happening. And, uh, and, and I'm just so excited. I, I can't tell you, I just can't sleep at night because I just really love Cosmos. And every time there's a change or something new comes up, I got to go watch everybody's video about it. Not just CryptoCito, but everybody and see what everybody says so I can learn it all. And uh, it's exciting. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Hey, Sandy, this is uh, Mayor Ed. And I just want to say, I'm, I'm so excited really for what you're doing and trying to just bring other um, people you know, into, into crypto. One of the key things when just, just a short little, little, uh, something to share with trying to explain people to Cosmos, the Cosmos ecosystem, it is hard to, it is hard to grasp at the beginning. And the number one thing, like for anyone new, I try to explain to them is it is 
it's 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 more than just one chain. It is it is a system of several sovereign level level one blockchains, and it's it, it's hard for people to wrap their head around that because. Um, but what what there's there's a there's a software that connects them all together, and that's the IBC. And I, I know you probably know that since you've been listening to Christo, Crypto Cito and you know a little bit. But I think for anyone new to the Cosmos ecosystem, like the, the coming from another another system or another blockchain, is like the the I think the number one thing I try to explain to them is just like they're they're all interconnected, but they're all sovereign, also. Yeah, Mayor, maybe we should just, you know, make that topic right now. Um, you know, kind of like, what is Cosmos? What is Atom? What is Osmosis? What is this ecosystem? You know, and what's like the technology behind it? And you know, what's the what's the goal with everything that we're doing here? Um, if anybody wants to kind of step up and take that, go right ahead. Hell yeah, let's do it. Is that you volunteering, AZ? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, always, sure. you always take down let's, really let's take a stab at it. Let's do it. I, yeah. yeah. Good, please. Hey. AZ, I'll take a, I'll take the lead here. It's I've been listening to uh, to Jack and and Sonny and and I've been going. I actually went back and, and watched a couple of the old school videos from uh, Ethan Buckman, and um, it it's just I'm just really impressed with with these guys because they really had um, the vision of interoperability, you know, way back in in um, 2017, 2018. You know, they, they realized that um blockchains weren't going to just be siloed independent so you know that was their goal that's that's why they developed it i mean ethan buckman and um i think it was jake jay kwan were the two original devs that got got involved and then they they brought on they brought this whole team together and um built off the tendermint system cosmos sdk and decided um the first blockchain was going to be cosmos with the atom token you know and that was like 2017 but they realized that um ibc um was going to be a way for for blockchains to communicate with each other and to transfer tokens between each other and you know that was you know four or five years ago and listening to ethan and um you got zaki and sunny and a lot of the other core devs it's like they really really value um sovereignty on each chain so they envision cosmos growing to 100 chains to 150 to 350 to 500 chains but they're all sovereign what does that mean self-govern they can all self-govern themselves they can set their own tokenomics they can set their own if they want to just be one one application blockchain like you know akash or something like that or you know one or two they just want to focus on one or two specific things they can or if they want to you know, if they want to take on Ethereum, they can, you know, so that that was the vision to be the Internet of blockchains. Well said, Mayor. Yeah, I, say Timmy's name three times in the mirror. All right. Do what? Timmy. <laughs> Ooga, Ooga. Timmy, Tim, what's up? We're just talking about you, Timmy. Hey, pro props, oh, that's for crazy. Timmy. props for Timmy for going over four hours on Wednesday. You never know what, if when Sefi shows up, the, the room's going to blow up. So. On Wednesdays, <laughs> you think it's just going to be this chill little, you know, get get to know uh, IBC basics, and then Sefi Sefi comes in the room and it blows up to like 170 people. <laughs> what's What's funniest about that is I had been talking with him about like him co-hosting one of the Wednesday sessions to do like a both intro to Cosmos and Luna in one, 
And like, we had not planned for that week. <laughs> Just so I was like, oh, all right, guess we're doing it now. <laughs> but yeah, it's always great. You bring such a great crowd and so much knowledge. I swear to God, though, I, I literally I had the thing happen when I saw him pop in for a quick second. I was like, wait, do I really know anything about Luna at all? <laughs> I was like, here, you want to come up and speak? <laughs> like my brain just went blank for a split the fu- second. The funny thing, we were like an hour, we were like an hour, over an hour into the space and the the conversation had just gotten started on Luna. And then it was Seth, perfect timing. Yeah. yeah. And I think you, I think you changed the, the heading on it too. I think that that's probably what caught his eye, but. Yep. I think so. But anyways, um, we're, we're, we've got some, uh, some people in here and we're just trying to go over like what is the cosmos trying to wrap your head around it like it's so big it's hard to understand that each chain can be sovereign and new chains can start up and they're still a level one chain it is crazy i feel like yeah the cosmos is growing to be like a concept too more than anything technical with like non-cosmos sdk chains joining the ibc gang like i've been as i've been like writing about stuff and just talking about stuff of kind of becomes split between using the term like IBC ecosystem and the cosmos. Cause it's like, I don't know. It just feels like it's getting even bigger than coins that have any direct relation to Adam, which is sort of the, the start of cosmos at least. Yeah. And I, I think once you understand that, you know, they are sovereign chains, I think the next step is understanding that not all of them have, um, activated ibc so you still have some chains that are building on the sdk the software developer kit but they've chosen not to activate ibc and it's just because they might not be ready yet they're not ready for token transfers you know you know that that's like part of a tiny part of the reason i've like yeah, started yeah. using the term ibc ecosystem more because of just that i'm like it's it's weird. Like the people that I fully consider part of our ecosystem are more defined by being IBC connected than by being built on the Cosmos SDK. Um, just like a weird, weird shift. But one I think a lot of us saw coming because a lot of people for now, uh, for a while now in the Cosmos has been saying like, we don't really have competition. We have people that are either going to figure out they need to join us or who are just going to shoot themselves in the foot and kind of go their own way slowly. Whether that's big players like Ethereum or just, uh, isn't like Zill, Zill connecting? Did I see that right earlier? I think that's a whole thing to dig into. Zillica, are they connecting to IBC? I have not heard that. There is some news of that going on. Uh, yeah, there is a. Rumor. Is it? I've got some intel it's on that. Not, I haven't. I haven't gone to do anything confirming it though. But I've I've read that. How about Substrate? Would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, hi, I, I'm, I'm Sheldon from Octopus Network. We, we help people build substrate chains with IBC by default. So yeah, we, we help a lot of people with IBC, like datachain.jp. Uh, they're building a light client for IBC for Ethereum. Um, you know, there's a couple others out there like Chorus One and Informal Systems that are, are doing really great work right now. Like there is some stuff going on in the background, you know, like just general, hey, it's not that IBC is taking over us, so this is a, a standard, this is a repeatable protocol that we can use across all ecosystems. So it's uh, just, what you guys said was dead on. It's it's definitely happening. I, I just wanted to uh, request and like reaffirm because yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, Sheldon, uh, this is Lil Gaines. Um, just want to give it, give you a little warm welcome here to the 
Cosmonauts. Welcome, dude. Yeah, thanks. I just I had to jump in at, at just the right time. I, I won't hog the mic or anything, but I, I just wanted to come say hi and, and let you guys know that, like, yeah, there is um, a, a really serious need and interest for for IBC to be that like initial bridge between multiple chains. Uh, Near Protocol is another one that IBC is in the works for. Uh, sorry about the background noise. I'm at uh, some Miami events right now, but. Um, yeah, it's just the, like you guys were saying. Uh, it's it's not so much uh, beat us or join us. There's there's really no beat us. Uh, IBC is the standard that you can you know repeat on in any blockchain. It's the equivalent of a VPN between chains. So uh, I'm actually giving a talk tomorrow at East Miami um, about Ethereum and, and bridging. And uh, a big part of that is going to be that IBC is not necessarily about Cosmos. IBC is about all of us. So I'm trying to bring that Internet of Money logic to uh, to more chains. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be doing that tomorrow at East Miami. But um, it's just it, the conversation won't end there. We're, you know, uh, the organization I'm a part of, Octopus Network, we're, we're trying to help this grow across all ecosystems. So it won't be enough for like, you know, high liquidity bridges and, you know, IBC relayers aren't perfect. But this, you know, protocol, this standard is, is more than enough to, to sort of end this ridiculous bar fight. This is the internet of money. You know, we don't have to beat each other's throats. We can, you know, Cosmos SDK or not, we can all pick up IBC and, and use it just fine. So, yeah, it, it's it's being talked about in the back end. Wherever you know there's a layer one chain, someone's talking about using IBC. I can almost guarantee it. It's just, it's it's expected at this point. Yeah, it's wow. so crazy. Well, yeah, you just earned yourself a follow, probably a couple. I love I love Aww. to hear about people kind of on the edges using like I think it's just so cool. We have so much going on in the cosmos because it's so goddamn big. Hey Sheldon, so, are you hanging out around the Bitcoin conference or are you just you in Miami now? You just you just happen to be in Miami. So I'm from Miami. I was in Austin for ten years and I moved back here for crypto. I'm out at the Solana hacker house right now to give them a proposal on how to fix their scalability problem because I'm I'm way nerdier than I really sound. But um, yeah, I'm 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 here, man. I'm in West Brickell. If if anybody's in town, you're you're welcome to hit me up. Wow, Miami is really starting to blow up with crypto, isn't it? It's 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 gonna it's becoming the crypto capital of the U.S. Like the mayor of Miami just decided to run with it. Prop, yeah, it's prop. it's it's been pretty intense. They're they're starting to see competition in other places like Adler in uh, Austin, where I just came from. He's trying to come up with some Web three stuff as well, like paying uh, state employees in Bitcoin. But yeah, man, the 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 mayor in Miami is is really out and about it. It's been it's been really great for the space. It's not just uh, you know brand names throwing up logos in uh, on buildings and stuff. It's 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 really happening. Uh, I, I asked about it on Clubhouse last year, uh, where Lil Gaines and I met about you know what that's actually looking like in the space is it, is it just money that's showing up and waiting for action and you know there, there's actually firms down here who are working on building the future of you know interchain products multi-chain products and um yeah they're they're attracting talent and it, it unfortunately is making money very expensive but um you know it's net worth it honestly it's it's really growing out here i'm trying to start a, a rust education program out here uh, with some of the guys that work with bsv and a couple other organizations there's uh, near protocol meetups on the regular like there's there's a lot more out here than I know myself. I'm, I'm kind of a, a hermit, honestly, but um, it, it really is growing. Absolutely. Hey, Sheldon, I think you said this. I'm, I'm just not smart enough to have understood it, but what infrastructure do you build on? You don't build on Cosmos SDK, right? You were saying? I did not quite mention it. No. So uh, Octopus okay. Network is a series of near protocol smart contracts that are orchestrated to work together to support sovereign substrate blockchains. And those sovereign substrate chains, they have IBC out of the box. And that was a, a grant we got from the, the ICF to do. 
So I'm technically for that no, organization. I'm not a dev. I, I don't build that so protocol. I just help with developer and validator enabled. Gotcha. Do you, are those substrate chains built on like the same near protocol infrastructure, or is it something else? Is it something closer to like our stuff? Our tech? No, they're they're independent. So um, like each validator said, if you go to mainnet.oct.network, you can see each validator right now. So um, they're they're independent. They're real small. That's how this is able to, to function at scale. I just like mean like kind of yeah. nitty gritty, like under the hood, the consensus mechanisms yeah. and stuff. Is it using the same stuff as near protocol or is it using like Tendermint? Oh, no, we don't have our own chain. That's that's a, a common misconception. We're trying to remedy it. We have a kind the of substrates unusual layout. Like, okay. They're not the ours. Substrates they're, are like side chains. No, no, they're not. They don't share. They don't share with Doomslug. Doomslug is the the near protocol consensus model, which is fucking cool, and I love sharding. Blah blah blah. We'll talk about that. But um, no, it, it's completely independent. So they're using Grandpa Aura uh, consensus model. So that's from the Substrate ecosystem. But Polkadot uses Grandpa Babe. So it's a it's a slight variation of that to make it sort of computationally cheaper. But it's not lower trust. It's just newer and, and more efficient. Wow, so you guys are using a bit of tech from like three different ecosystems, it seems like. That's that's roughly the idea, is there's yeah. no reason why these things have to be separated and we're just trying to, you know, unite all these ecosystems with IBC. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so all our competition is our partners. It's it's kind of hard to be hated, but also it's also kind of hard to get known in a same way, right? So we're, we're working on it. Well, hey, hey Sheldon, thanks for popping in. I, w- I got one question for you. What do you think about uh, Do Kwan's idea to uh, implement Bitcoin into Terra and use it as a uh, little bit of a reserve in the Terra ecosystem? <laughs> and and a- I think Avax, he just they just jumped on Avax too a little bit. I I think that Bitcoin for collateralization is a great sort of um, way to break down barriers of hey what do we all actually like care about and why we're here and you know you're extending trust across chains to say hey we're going to use a, a you know a, a semi unstable asset as a portion of our reserve blah 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 like uh, I think it's both a little bit brave and a little bit stupid but it's worth doing I I wish that there was a little bit more um, like detail in the way that it's um, sort of safe. Um, it, to my knowledge, it's, it's sort of dependent on Bitcoin at a certain floor, and that floor isn't necessarily um, that floor where miners fall off. Um, I have not done enough homework on this to be transparent, but the, the little bit of digging on this that I, I've done recently, uh, because I just I, I heard about it and I've been you know slammed coincidentally during these last few weeks. But um, didn't, didn't mean yeah. to put you on the spot, but I, I just no, you're welcome to. A lot of people have been talking about it and. It, I think it was just like trying to reach out to the hardcore Bitcoin maxis, you know, yes. it's just the hardcore Bitcoin people that think everything else is just, you know, they don't even take a look at it. Like, well, now they kind of have to look That's, at it because a very large ecosystem is going, is almost going to become one of the largest wallet holder of Bitcoin, you know? Like, like, like do you remember when they started wrapping Bitcoin on Ethereum? I, I feel like it's not all that different of a trust exercise. Like it's, it's a slightly less incremental one. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I can totally have sympathy that it's worthwhile to say that the Internet of Money should include Bitcoin. Like, duh. Yeah, overall a good move. Hard to sell. Hard, hard to, you know, hard, hard to stand behind in a certain sense. And that's not an attack on dope one. It's just, in general, it's, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow for the average person. Yeah, cool. Well, hey, man, thanks for your input. And uh, thanks for, for checking us out, man. We're, we're, we usually run these every Friday. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday afternoon.
Awesome. Well, I, I'll have to, to stop by in the future and, and, you know, I'll just drip into the background. I got to shift into partner mode and, and shake some hands and stuff, but I'll love to keep listening. So it's good to hang with you guys. Great to hear back from you again, Sheldon. It's, it's been a long time, dude. <laughs> thanks a lot, Gaines. It's, it's, it's good to meet up and um, I, I, I just, you know me, I don't mean to hog the mic. So thanks y'all for, for hearing my piece and uh, anybody's welcome to hit me up. You know, I'm just uh, trying to help build the space. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Glad, glad he popped in and yeah, back to IBC. I, I just, I love the fact that there, there, there are a lot of, there's a lot of people that realize that, you know, if you can play nice with other chains, like you, we don't have to like try to cannibalize other people's, you know, users and stuff like that. It's like, it's all crypto. It's all new. There's a lot of room for growth and you know, I think I forget who it was. I think Tricky or Clay. It's like the better platforms and the better user experiences will kind of rise to the top. And a lot of the other chains can see what's working, you know, and they can implement that on their chain also. You know, it's like I, I just really and, and, and that's kind of one of the things Do Kwan posted another tweet earlier today about um, algorithmic stable coins, because a lot of there's um, several. Uh, platforms that are kind of copying the uh, the UST Terra um, al algorithm, you know, design. And, and Doe pretty much said, he's like, this is good. Like he, he was talking to all the lunatics. He said, I want everyone to understand this is good. We need, we need as many algorithmic stable coins as possible. This will promote decentralization. He said, I, I, I sent you guys a couple of the, the tweets. He said, he's like, we, we embrace we embrace the competition. He's like, this is this is healthy for stable coins to get away from the more centralized stable coins. I just uh, reset the room really, really quick here. Uh, welcome everyone to Cosmos Spaces IBC Gang Lounge. Um, if you got anything that you want to talk about, any comments, any questions, feel free to request a mic. Can I just add about the money part of this, like on a bigger picture? So talking to people in Iran and how money moves. So in the old days, the U.S. dollar was the king. You could get the most amount of exchange. So because these central banks and all these rules and regulations keep people from being able to do commerce, people are forced to do commerce in other ways. And that was previously with U.S. dollar cash. However, now money exchangers are dealing with Ethereum and Tezos. And I believe that soon other coins will be there, whether it's osmosis or cosmos. So this is something that's actually happened in the real world and is happening. So I love all the Bitcoin maxis. Fine. They're like the cheerleaders of the crypto space. You know, let, let people understand about crypto. But I just wanted to share with you that these changes are happening in the crypto space as well as the real world and how people are exchanging money. And I feel like the more sanctions and regulations they did, it kind of pushed crypto into developing. And I'm so glad about these different chains that speak to each other. That's, that's what we need. It's not competition. It's, it's about being able to get what we need done and solving the real world problems. And so, you know, when I learned about Secret or Sentinel, every time I learned about a new project and what they're solving, you know, I, I got tickled pink about Chihuahua too, because I just thought, yes, that's really going to make it. And, you know, 
I, I have a good feeling about them. I really have a good feeling about Chihuahua, just all the way around. And like you said, going to the different airdrops and the different sites when you're claiming your coins and how the places run and these websites, that gives you a different feel of what that project is too. So it's all very exciting and there's so much going on and I appreciate all the information that I learned from you guys. And um, it's nice to be welcomed here as a woman too. Thank you very much for that as well. Welcome, Sandy. So how, how are you feeling? Um, do you feel loved yet by the IBC gang yet? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All day <laughs> I've been talking about you guys. I mean, we had our regular spaces and we had a world renowned artist uh, state come today. And, you know, even though we're artists, Today was a day of celebration about literacy, about new opportunities and more freedom. So the Cosmos team and the people really uplifted us. And a lot of these women had some serious stuff going on with their lives, um, uh, personal. Sorry, I muted everybody on accident. I was trying to like it, give you an emoji. My bad. I've done that a couple times. <laughs> it was great. We felt the love. It, we felt the love. Thank you so much. Yeah, I one this person for us to maybe hear from uh, about the uh, about Cosmos and IBC and about, you know, what that vision looks like down the road with other chains as well, too, is AZ. Uh, he has a really good way of explaining this and uh, even had a little thread that got quoted by the uh, Coindesk uh, editor. So, uh, AZ, if you're able to talk, I'd love for you to kind of go into, like, your vision of Cosmos, IBC, and how this plays out with uh, all of the blockchains out there. Well, I wasn't expecting this, but uh, wow, thank you for the intro. Damn. Um, a lot of my understanding of the IBC is honestly, in a way, it feels almost like a metaphor for the IBC in itself, because a lot of the things and my feelings about it have been kind of an amalgamation and a collaboration of the things I've heard from other people in the space. Um, to quote Timmy for a second, like I remember from his very first boot camp day, he described the IBC as um, as opposed to Ethereum or any other sort of monolithic chains, vertical scaling. The IBC is more about a horizontal scaling where rather than relying on one chain to handle everything, we don't get the situation of Polygon being taken down by a single play to earn game. Instead, you have your specific app focused chains or you have a network of chains specialized in one thing that can seamlessly communicate with each other. And it's a really great system where everyone is able to collaborate and coexist in some sense or another and seamlessly transfer assets back and forth between each other. And I mean, one great thing about the IBC, as we've kind of demonstrated even just from the beginning of this space, is the sense of community that we have. Because at its core, a lot of blockchain technology and blockchain function the same. But I think it's fair to say that it really is, and Juno being a great example, that it's all very, very community driven. And the fact that we can do spaces like these and talk to each other and be, bring people in and onboard them completely without judgment and without preconception. The fact that we can do spaces like these and bring in the core developers from these protocols that are answering our questions just sitting here. I remember we had Jack Zamblin, we had Sonny Agawal, we had Gregory Landwall, we've had... Um, We've had a bunch of people from Core One even just sitting and answering questions within these spaces for hours at a time. And I can't think of another network that's willing to do that. I can't, I don't know anybody that's ever spoken to Andre Kanye, that's spoken to Vitalik Buterin, that's spoken to, and you get the point, um, 
we are a system that is growing slowly but surely, but I think the community behind it is really, really important. And sure, we fight sometimes, look at the CCN drama, but obviously we're coming back from it stronger. And we've actually, as of recently, been a part of a lot of landmark cases for crypto as a whole that are going to lead to ultimately a lot of improvements and a lot of developments within the crypto space. And I think the IBC is a wonderful place to learn about your blockchain and where to start and where to go. And I think it's a wonderful place to be. That was beautifully said, AZ. Beautiful. Wait, I'm, I'm kind of curious, though. Can you, uh, can you pin that thread you made? Uh, I want to read it. That would you say tricky? You got like shouted out by or like by CoinDesk. Oh, you you actually replied to it, man. You you said that you wanted more dragon threads. It was in response to uh, oh. David Z. Morris is the lead insights columnist at CoinDesk, and I uh, I quoted him and I kind of wrote my own thing about the IBC and the Cosmos. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Wasn't sure if there was a new one. I was missing out on. My brain long trying to think of a new one, but I'll, I'll get there one day. I bookmarked it. I bookmarked it so I could share it with everybody. Oh, share it to the share it to the space. Definitely worth a read for anyone curious what we're talking about. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I feel like easy too. Like good threads, you can't force them. You just like okay, I have something I want to talk about or an idea. But if you sit there like I want to. Make a good thread today. It's like uh, much harder. <laughs> Speaking of Jack, we have him with us now. That's I, my point could not have been proven further. <laughs> wow. Weren't you guys, didn't you say you were talking about me right before I hopped in? You guys have powers. <laughs> you guys are magic. I think we might have got him. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out here grilling right now, but I just wanted to say shout out IBC gang. Uh, see you guys and uh, thank you for having me on I appreciate it Jack every time I think I talk to you either up here or in private you, you've been making some delicious food in the background and I'm always jealous yeah. you're always cooking and, and facing you know sounds like yeah. a, that always after a long day's hard work as we can tell with you know stuff but I mean, you're cooking up some good stuff. Yeah, making some making some fish and some risotto and some chard and some mushrooms. It's going to be a nice dinner. Uh, but yeah, once you are a chef at some point in your life, it's hard not to keep cooking. Amen. So what's this? Like you were once a chef in your life, or yeah, I I, uh, I I cooked at a five star five star five diamond hotel restaurant for about five years. Uh, we did like fine dining Southern food. It's called uh, La Mer Restaurant in Richmond, Virginia, if anyone wants to know. And I used to like moonlight. I moonlighted at a sausage factory for a while. And I worked at a ramen shop for a while. And I worked on a taco truck for a while. Yeah, I've, I've had a bunch of random jobs. Jack of all trades, huh? <laughs> that is correct, yeah. <laughs> Hey, Jack, uh, this is Mayor Ed, and I just want to say thank you and hats off to everyone at Strange Love who did a great job on uh, helping out the Juno Network this week. Like, you guys were amazing, and I especially want to thank you for your communication just in the beginning. Like, you know, you kind of, you took the lead and was just, you know, letting people know, hey, what's going on? And, you know, whenever a, a chain shuts down like that, you know, they're people start getting angry and stuff, but it, it cooler heads will prevail. And I just want to say thank you guys. And I know strange love did a lot of work helping um, get the relayers and all that stuff set back up. So just thank you so much, Jack. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mayor, thank you. Really appreciate that. And, you know, that was a great effort from a lot of people in the judo community. And I think what I was able to bring was a little bit of, of experience for having dealt with situations like that before. And as chains sort of mature, you have to go through something like that, whether it's a chain halt or some, you know, political disagreement or whatever it is. And, you know, Juno's Juno's seen a couple of intense things recently, and it, it's been cool to be there with the team through that and to watch the, the chain mature, the team come closer together and, you know, us be ready to tackle that next set of challenges over the next few months, like really excited for the next stage of Juno. It's kind of nuts how you were talking about like the the storming, norming, you know, and performing. And it just happens to be that there's like during that, there's this event that just brings everybody together, you know, no matter what was going on and just is going to like make the team that much better, that much stronger. And, you know, keep going, keep going up from here, up into the right. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you, you know, it's, it's really wild. These 80s business books, they've got a lot of knowledge in them. They do. It's nuts. Like. Luckily, with you know, in one of my prior uh, jobs that I've done, like I was fortunate to kind of be forced to read these books and be a part of these, you know, one-on-one like things and leadership training. And I, for a little while, I was like, man, like I'm already doing this. I know this, but just being able to reference that, like now looking back on it, it's so valuable. So I, I still recommend that anybody, if you have the chance to read any books on leadership, you know, and just you know, business books that just show you how to, you know, work with groups and get groups to perform. It's is really valuable. Yeah. yeah, in this crazy decentralized, wacky ecosystem, it, it it helps to have stable leadership in in times of crisis. And I think any any company system network that's that's going to move forward, it's it's just great to have strong leadership. And, and just once again, Jack, thank you so much. Um, you you really took the lead and I just to really appreciate it. I, I do have one question from what I understand from a technical point of view, like this, I think he got rubbed. It looks like, Oh, Jack, where'd you go? Yeah. Oh, I had a question too, but <laughs> I, I just, I think Tendermint was designed to do what it did. You know, when the validators don't, yeah. don't agree, it, it, it shuts the chain down. And so um, from what I, from what I read, I saw a technical thread on it. Um, this is my secondhand comprehension of everything, but basically there was a smart contract that was uploaded. Like, I guess there's no evidence it's malicious, but like seems potentially malicious. Um, that asked something unique about like each validator as the like uh, answer to the query, and since each validator would answer something differently, they couldn't come to consensus. That was my like rough understanding of it. Yeah, exactly. They were asking yeah. they were asking the validator to pull like their current state of the block, but at that any given time like that, all of them were different and so they couldn't reach consensus. And then it's a built in like defense mechanism in the Cosmos SDK to halt the chain when things like that happen so that there doesn't, you know, no double signing, no crazy stuff going on and just be able to stop the chain and investigate and, and fix everything. I wish so, you know, would come up and talk about this part. Yeah. <laughs> Like, so for, for anyone wondering, like, how that kind of works, so, like, w whenever these on-chain computations and the smart contracts we use happen, there's, like, data written to the block that is confirmed every block that everyone agrees on. And, like, on-chain, as part of one of the blocks, 
they wanted to include the data of how each validator currently saw the blockchain, which at any given moment in time before consensus on the current block has been reached is going to be different. So it was very clever. I, I, I would think that's malicious because you'd know what was going to happen um, to an extent. And that was a question I wanted to jack. If there's any info on who might have done this or like any wallet forensics going on. They yeah, traced it back. I'm kind of what? Say again. They traced it back to a SIF chain wallet that had a deposit from an Ethereum wallet. And that's Ooh. kind of like, you know, where it goes. Um, Interesting. Another weird thing is kind of like it was funded two weeks ago or something or three weeks ago, maybe now. But um, the GitHub was just recently updated for getting ready for the, the update for Juno. And it kind of yeah. let, pretty much let people know what the ex- exploit was. So from there, you know, it was like probably a just open season if anybody was really willing and ready to do that. Um, uh, but yeah, it kind of like seems all I the right about that. To malicious, but. You know, like you said, like you're, until you have actual like proof, I, like maybe there's more, and maybe it's pretty damn sure that it is malicious. But there's a lot of a lot of investigating. No, yeah, I forgot about that part. I read that where they're like the the exploit was mentioned and it was going to be fixed in the next update, and so that just like coincident. It seems like somebody saw that and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sab- use this to sabotage the chain before it's updated and like patched out." That's how it seems. Yeah, but you some uh, conspiracy people got a lot of a lot of uh, theories on what's going on. But also, yeah, you know, I mean, it could be. I would maybe guess it's a non-IBC person because they funded their wallet through SIFChain and ETH as opposed to like Secret Secret. So that would lead me to believe it's someone less familiar with our ecosystem. True, true. Or it's all a psyop, and they wanted you to think that. Oh, so they went through SIFChain. <laughs> I can't, thinking that I can't oh, go this deep chain they don't really know about us yeah. about the cosmos they even use secret <laughs> but but no i get i know 100 percent. well that was cool it's crazy Jack. as you could be cool. right he, that was cool he popped in I, I wanted to ask him about the castle i didn't know if jack any had any top secret information but he he stepped out i can <laughs> i can say I, I do not think so he's been he's been too busy the last week to deal with this crazy uh thought stuff but he he did mention he was going to try to start getting into the castle now that uh, everything was settling down but who knows maybe he just got another emergency call or maybe his ramen finished and or his fish i guess he was was cooking and or something happened so yeah Yeah. he's grilling ramen tricky (laughs) no he used to work at a ramen place so that's where i had that but um but yeah az Say that again. Your mic's a little. Oh, so I have a Catholic question. If somebody can give me a hand with that. A what question? A question about the castle. Oh man. Oh cool. Yeah. I wish Apocopotamus was here. He's the the for, the fought expert, the resident expert. He surely is. <laughs> but Clay's Clay's probably doing that stuff right now. That's why he hasn't been speaking. <laughs> What's no, up? We can I, try I, and talk. I can tackle. I claim my rewards today. But yeah, I don't really know much about it. I just like to do the transactions. You know what I mean? Like I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know that I know how to do the transactions, so they're very fun. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, don't know. Know. I never thought blockchain transactions would be fun, but IBC proved me wrong. I've been primarily just like 
playing around with the the G fots, taking a reward, just getting my nine percent DPR, which has been a lot of fun. But I've made all my money back, and now it's time for uh to actually get into liquidity pools. But I'm trying to figure out: do I have to go down the chain in order? Because I tried to start with B fought or S fought Adam, and it actually just wouldn't let me put money into the pool. No, uh, really, you have to. Like, were you trying max AZ? I actually did initially, and then I cut it down to more reasonable numbers where there was more, like I had wiggle room on either side, and it still said it wouldn't work. What I would just suggest exactly? trying it again because uh, sometimes it just doesn't work, um, even if you give Wait. it like high gas. But it wasn't working for me last night. I just kind of came back two hours later, and it worked. Well, Clay, they had mentioned something about like, AZ, are you in the lower levels? Are you trying to get into the Atom one? I tried to do it for funsies. Now that, that was the question. So do I have to go through all the other ones first or can I just, um, like, put what, was the, what was the, what was the area you got? Well, the, uh, the not you know, so the, 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 how you have to go into pool, each pool, like before that, according to one of the threads they, that they have and like, um, the diagram, it's not any of these pools. Um, like, so there is at a point where you have to take the LP one token and pair it up with like BFOT, I think, or something. Uh, no, the, the, the LP one token is like the the first pools token. Exactly. Like, if That's you look I mean. at their newest post, they have like they're up to LP six and seven, which are the next ones, or five these, or whatever. These none of these pools right here have to do with a dungeon. All these are separate. Yeah, those oh, are the stable okay. module pools, yeah, these and are then the the dungeon. So I see what you mean, Az, because gotcha. you're, you're confusing the dungeon with the stable module, and the stable module is just uh regular liquidity pools the dungeon is going to be a s- completely separate page and it looks like it's going to be a different color and then like tricky said that's the one where you, it, to get into the second pool you have to have the coin that you get from the first pool if you look at the first pin post um in this space it reveals what the dungeon is going to look like um so i think these initial pools are just to have like the in a way they've created their own decks with liquidity inside of their own protocol so like we'll be able to get adam juno sfot bfot gfot at any given point or ust from their decks which then allows you to how would they have that pool of liquidity to then start building all of the different dungeon pools and then you have to like be in each pool have a certain amount and then also take that liquidity token and not stake it and bring it onto the pool and pair it up with the next like pairing whether it's bfot gfot or sfot or whatever and it's it's a pretty crazy like scheme to keep things like funneling and keep liquidity like there's like the liquidity is not meant to leave fair just like fair warning. <laughs> hey, AZ, does, AZ, are, you, are you the one AZ that said you hadn't really spent much time with it because you were away this week? No, that was Graham actually. No, I've been just collecting straight up my staking rewards. I thought this was all like the dungeon. We have I thought the dungeon was like levels. So this is all separate. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted a quick overview for anyone in the room. Like this is a crazy new protocol on Juno that came out and a lot of people got airdropped some, a token called FOT, F-O-T. And if you, if you, I think it, what, if you held Juno or if you voted on prop 16 or 17, then you got one FOT. Um, Then there's three, three other tokens. So there's the original token FOT and then there's B FOT lowercase b is a boy and then you can trade that for gfot 
and then you can trade that for SFOT, and SFOT is going to be the stablecoin of the net of the system. So SFOT is like their version of the stablecoin, but there's also they've also implemented UST in there also. So all of this stuff is on the upper levels, which is what's happening right now. And this this protocol just opened up like about a week ago, and it's got some real high um, interest bearing pools in it, but they've been. They've been uh, sharing about some lower level stuff that is going to implement um, some other tokens like Adam and Juno, where um, I think they're going to open that up. They said T minus three days. It's not open yet. The dungeon. Hey, um, before we continue with that, uh, Composable, you came up here a while ago. Did you have a question? Actually, uh, I had a question for Jack. Basically, we had an AMA with him last week uh, on Twitter Spaces. And we discussed how Luna's using BTC as collateral. And he kind of further went on to say that they can only use BTC. Like he was being being a bit Bitcoin maxi. So I just wanted to get his point of view for um, using Avalanche. Oh, man. Too bad he's not here no more, but maybe tricky. Oh, that was that... Uh, composable he's here with picasso and okay yeah i, yeah, I was in that a little bit of that space it was a really good space um but unfortunately yeah. i couldn't answer it's that on question, YouTube. <laughs> it's on our youtube if you want to check it out but, yeah. um, i, just I feel to... like the avax choice is kind of a slight slap in the face to long-term long-term atom holders personally don't even have a big problem with avalanche but i don't know what are other people's thoughts on the avalanche component I think personally, it's uh, more of a slap in the face to ETH holders to not use something that's been around for that long and to go with an EVM compatible chain that isn't ETH and is something newer. But I understand also subnets do run pretty smoothly and can be used to uh, horizontally scale and uh, they're pretty cool technology on the underlying uh, tech. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, like Avalanche is an okay project. I, I don't like have a problem with them. Um, it just feels like slightly a weird choice, like for that exact reason, actually. Yeah, it's equally slap in the face to ETH people, I feel like. <laughs> you guys mind if I ask a question that somebody um, has texted in our Cosmos Spaces Telegram? It's from Ambido. Um, I have a question. When someone collects rewards from Fortis or any other protocol, how can they review the transaction on MintScan to double check the amount of rewards claimed. The easiest way would be to take your Juno address just from Kepler and put it into MintScan. And assuming it's the last thing you did, it should be the first transaction when you scroll down. Um, and then every smart contract does stuff differently. So let me actually see. Let me go look. Yeah, I was going to say, you're going to actually have to click on the transaction to go in the details to look yep. at like, how much FOT is being distributed because all it will tell you on like the main transaction page for MintScan is like how much your Juno and how much the fee is and stuff. Um, but if you click on the actual details of the transaction, it'll go into it and tell you like what's, what's happening, what you're interacting with, and how much of that like uh, CW20 and stuff. And um, my question personally is, you know, the the dashboard, sometimes it's like glitchy, right? And I'll just keep confirming the transaction and confirming and nothing happens. I refresh. 
confirm it again. What happens to those transactions that might fail? Do those just get, you know, uh, rewarded back? Or so are they it's, lost? It's, it's important to like what I do, because, yeah, if you just like don't know what's going on, especially because it's like really unstable, um, you could end up putting in a bunch of transactions, whether they're failing or whether you're putting in another transaction that just fails because you've already claimed it. It just hasn't updated on the UI. Um, so after you do a transaction, scroll up to the top where the wallet is at, and eventually it'll tell you what happened with the transaction. It'll tell you green, cool, it was a success, it went through, rewards claimed, or it'll be red and tell you, hey, this is what happened. Either transaction is already pending, um, transaction failed because of whatever error, um, or it'll be like, hey, you've already claimed your rewards or whatever. Um, so that's super important to make sure you check up on that. Um, but the thing with Juno is I don't think that your transactions fees are returned um, if a transaction fails. Your funds are returned, like if you have a transaction that's going through with funds, but the fees themselves are not. So well, also, I pulled up... All this money then, because <laughs> I, keep, I keep doing that. <laughs> so also, though, I pulled up um, my, my Juno on MintScan, and it's not... I had a feeling it's not as simple as we were thinking. So they don't make it clear. However, Fortis does stuff. Um, like I can't tell exactly which of these transactions of mine are claiming, but it it doesn't seem to tell you because claim rewards, it's empty. It says zero, zero items, the same way that it like shows or it used to show zero. I don't know if that's related, but it's not actually obvious in the mint scan contract. It's not and even on the, the actual like contract execution, you're gonna have to scroll in and look at in the like the little brackets. It's not gonna be yeah, easy, like we said. No, the brackets are empty. So hold on, let me look. Watch. So then you can click into the. So you have to go into the transaction into the smart contract that's actually being interacted with. Yeah, uh, yeah. I checked my own too, man. It's it, the, the brackets are empty. It doesn't tell you. The best thing I well, got no, is it. <laughs> That's like, well, if you click into the Wasm contract, which is that that's what you're saying, Tricky, another layer deeper, right? So you're in yeah, your transaction, exactly. it's there, it's then there. you click on the contract. Um, it might be one of these string amounts. You just need to convert it. So like here, GFOT staking. This is my transaction for... GFOT staking daily fought amount. I know this is for everyone, not just me. Man, you guys are going deep to try to figure out where. What... No, <laughs> yeah, because I've looked into this. As soon as you asked that question, I was like, yeah, that's not actually. It, it's hidden, sort of. Like, even if you go into the contract from your own transaction, it's the contract that everyone's using. So if I go through the contract states, it's, you know. This is thousands weird. and thousands of different entries. This is like a, a a yellow flag. Yeah. Well, yeah. Any so project that can't thing that like you don't even I guarantee you they don't even know what they're pushing out. They just put out random numbers to people. <laughs> and that's well, why here's, here's my... it was a joke, but I'm starting to <laughs> No, here's my big red flag. Like I, I I haven't bought into FOD at all, but I am staking my stuff, see where it goes the whole golden staking playbook for ponzi's i kind of love that golden ratio staking um 
But any project that can't explain what they're actually trying to do simply and any project who uses the type of language they do in their white paper is trying to obfuscate something by sounding really complex and nuanced. Like you can read that whole white paper and not sure what you read. And that's not because there's some huge high level project. It's because one of two things. One, they don't even understand what they're trying to do well enough to explain it simply because we all know that's the best test of understanding something if you can break it down super simply. or they're trying to hide the fact that they're not doing anything at all, but being a little Ponzi. And like, I, you can you can ask Clay. I've I've literally said like, pointed out all these like different things. I'm like, this is what Ponzi's do. This is what Ponzi's do. Not like I'm not like clear out saying this is a Ponzi. Just everybody's saying that I'm not endorsing this or anything. Same. Like, yeah. When they when they say like, oh, this is where everybody can win, and it's meant to win for the everybody, or it's meant for the people that get in now to win, but the system won't, or. You know, exactly. Like, they're just so vague with what they're doing. They're trying to build this system where everybody wins. Like, what is that? You know? And then also, too, I don't know if you guys watched the interview with uh, Dan Kryptonium, but, uh, I mean, I mean, neuroscientists and architect, like, could you think of two more, like, prestigious, tr- like, com- like, complicated jobs to, like, trust? Um, <laughs> wait, what, wait, what do those jobs have to, I'm not familiar. What do those jobs have to do with this? So he did an interview with like the found, like one of the founders and he like came forward when everybody was like, what's going on? Tell us. And he was like, yeah, this is, this is the founding team. Like one of the, one of the founders is a neuroscientist. One, uh, one of us is an architect, blah, 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 blah. But they don't dox themselves. And then only this one guy has, and he oh, says well. he's just like the front end builder that makes everything happen. And it's a really weird situation. You know, I've tried to just like not be negative Nancy to people because people are excited about it and it's in print money mode and all. Honesty, yeah, I forget you know? <laughs> all the time that we got an airdrop. So there's like a lot of it that's I mean, mo- I mean, all of it was right. free for me. So, yeah, basic. I forget all the time that like, <laughs> you know, we were lucky to be yes. staking on December 15th. But like, yeah, I got an airdrop. So it's all free for me. And basically I've taken out profit so if they go under tomorrow yeah i'm 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 totally fine but um yeah i forget all the time that people have aped in like five to ten thousand dollars here and they're trying to get it all back so i also have a a question for tricky and you clay it sounds like clay you maybe are kind of familiar with this platform Do, do you or anyone up here on the stage does anyone know for sure that they're using their own liquidity pools i actually read some stuff that put me under the impression they're using juno swap just back end only. So they're not on the front end website, but they are using like their pooling tech and stuff. What? I could totally be wrong. Totally. So you mean I, I, we're depositing all that liquidity? That is, I don't know how that makes sense. So, because none of that, none of those assets are listed on Juno except for BFOT. I could be like, well, wrong, they're all, know. they're all on Juno inherently. They're all CW20 tokens. No, they can be on Juno, but they're not like, they're, they're not. They're not act, they're not active on Juno Swap. Yeah. The only, the only, the only one, one is BFOP. No, 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 no. Yeah, they're not active on the front end. But I'm actually right now. I'm trying to get some word how to check the back end of Juno Swap. Like, yeah. they're not on the website JunoSwap.com. But yeah, so I think that like the way I think that yeah, you might be right because it's permissionless. So the Juno front end is yeah permissioned. Um, yeah. So and I could yeah. totally be wrong. I read something that put me somewhat under this impression that I did not hear this directly or anything. See, but I don't, like I don't know how they would be able to lock our tokens for 14 days and like all that. Well, they, they so maybe, might just, maybe like, they might just be banking on people. <laughs> well, wait, which which 
the LP tokens? Any of the tokens we put in SFOT, BFOT, GFOT, UST, FOT, like right for staking GFOT, they could spot, obviously do it for for the liquidity pool tokens. Yeah. They could just bank on people not knowing how to do it themselves. Command line interface with the blockchain and just say like we won't unlock our front end for no. Well, they could. That's what I mean. Like it's. I think it, yeah, that doesn't make too much sense. But if nobody's really audit, like it, like it doesn't make sense. Like they do it, but if nobody's audited it, they could do whatever the hell they want. It's you know? possible, at least, right? We need like, like a like airdrop tester team, <laughs> dude. We need an auditing, an airdrop auditor, like defense. There you team, go, you know? airdrop <laughs> like, auditor. Team. Like because so, uh, they could be doing whatever they want because we just looked into that thing to me. Like I was looking at the same thing. Like it's literally just a bunch of nothing. Like a bunch of says string this, string that, string that. This is what this is, but it's just general stuff. And then whenever you go through the like the contract states, it's all zeros for any of those strings. And then it just doesn't show any of the actual amounts of anything going anywhere, which literally makes me like feel more like honest that like they literally are just shooting out whatever numbers <laughs> and people are just getting free money so they think it's cool and then there's a few wallets that are like getting a lot more <laughs> or something but you know it's, it's a living liquidity pool living living on juno swap no that's their white paper <laughs> man. Like, no, they're calling it like the perpetual motion machine <laughs> no, no. it's a living uh, liquidity pool yeah. But before I uh, before I keep going on, I'm not sure who was first, whether it was women or Ambito, but uh, they got their hands up. Sandy and then Ambito. I just have a quick uh, comment. I just want to make a comparison with the real world to what you're talking about. There's a really great movie called. That was my fault. I actually muted everybody when I was trying to accept a request. I'm sorry, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> Hey guys, sorry, I'm just going to start again. So I just wanted to make a comparison between the real world and what you're talking about with transparency. And, you know, if it sounds like it's baloney, if it smells like it, we better take a closer look. So there was a woman, her name was Rita, and they made a movie about her, a documentary. It's called All the Queen's Horses. She was from Dixon, same town Ronald Reagan. She stole $53 million from the city because she started out as a kind of a, like an accountant person, a, a little clerk and worked her way up into doing the accounting for the city. And she stole all this money for many years until the FBI finally caught her. And it was devastating what she did because, you know, the firefighters, you know, she stole money and nobody was looking close enough. And was she, and the way it was when, if you see this movie is, Everybody's like, oh, it's just too complicated. Trust her, let her do it. And no one was looking closely at these numbers and how the money was flowing. And so I think it's great what you're saying. Everybody gets excited. The money's going around. But we do need to look closely and we do need transparency. So, yeah, the real world and what's happening in Web3, it's, it's the same style of manipulation. You know, the, 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 that game hasn't changed. It's just we're just doing it on a different platform, right? Exactly. As long as there's a free market and free-minded people, we'll always be dealing with that kind of stuff. Whether it's US dollar, crypto, whatever. I'm going to drop the mic. It was super great talking up here. I'll let other people take my space. Rock on, everybody. Ambito. Hey, guys. Um, regarding my question from earlier um, on MintScan, um, I've been trying to figure this out for like a week now. And um, if, if you go into your uh, transaction on the right, um, like the top right-hand side, you can click JSON. 
And I'm pretty sure somewhere in there is the amount that you collect for your rewards. But uh, if you look at it, it's quite uh, complicated. But I think in that's the, where you can find the info. I just need help figuring it out. In the Kepler pop-up or in MintScan? Uh, MintScan. Okay. Uh, sorry, if you think... Where exactly send, send me... Yeah. Go ahead, Tricky. I was going to say, send me a screenshot of what you're looking at. But and be, yeah, Could you explain that one more time? What were you saying? Um, so go to uh, like a, a transaction on your uh, MintScan. Uh, we'll tell you like transaction details and all that. One of the bot transactions is to click on one of those, what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And then the top right hand side, there's a JSON button. Do you I see that? Perfect. Yes. Now I'm yeah, back to JSON. I think uh, the info is in there. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Four uh, items, zero claimed reward though. So that's what I just saw on some like something else too. So claimed rewards, zero. Claimed items, zero. Funds, zero. Auth info. And then there's a bunch of other stuff and a bunch more strings. I'm looking at a thing that says key thought amount value, and then there's like a, a number that I think you need to convert. Yeah, yeah that see, might that make sense. Because be uh, you can see the fee for, for Juno. It shows the you Juno, but you can't yeah. see. I don't see. Key thought amount value. Is that the one you're looking at? Um, it, It's closer to the top on what I'm looking at. It says Is raw it in log. the raw log. Yeah, yeah. Closer to the end of the raw log. Yeah. Key colon thought amount comma value. Yeah, yeah. It, Do it you remember cool. whatever that number starts with? Just the first number there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember claiming something that of that amount like if it's if it starts with three maybe claiming three uh, possibly i'd have to um it's also possible that that needs to be like fully converted like 256 or hex so or wait something. where are you seeing this because all i see is info on yeah if you go to json it's, it's in the big no, yeah, yeah, the lump of text and raw data at the top yeah. I'm in, I'm in that, so it's at the top, the raw log at the top? Uh, do control F or command F and just do value, and that'll yeah. at least help. It's kind of towards the bottom for me. It's probably different on every resolution screen, but maybe like two-thirds of the way down towards the left of that fat that's, chunk of text. That's, that's right. That's it, because that's in like use, probably. Yeah, So which would imply it's just a decimal place to be moved. So like if... The best way to check next time you claim rewards, look at how much you're claiming on their site. And if it's, you know, two point something, see if that number starts with a two. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll pay attention to that tomorrow. That'd be my guess, but that is it would, gross. It would be um, Cosmo Station could uh, kind of make this easier for uh, like newer people. Well, kind of I think small. they're either making it hard or. Either in, they are making it hard, either intentionally yeah. or on accident. Dude, oh, you think like thought is? Yes, there's so much in yes. that useless compared to usual transactions and when you're interacting with smart contract. Mintscan Mint can do certain things to make like uh, our experience easier, but for the most part, like other similar liquidity pool transactions and stuff, like they're much more readable and like you okay. don't have to go into the JSON. 
yeah, that's honestly, one of the whole main selling points is like when you look at that transaction on your wallet, you should be able to read what's actually going on compared to like Ethereum that's just like okay, you're cool, like, okay. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to be able to kind of get a general idea of what's going on when you do that. So maybe take a shot, like an like look at what the Kepler transaction is, because I feel like a lot of us are just like, you know, I'm gonna use what Sandy says, like clicky clicky. Um <laughs> and we just kind mm -hmm. of like, you know, keep going and we're like, cool, whatever, like free fought, you know, let's go. Um, and you just see this number pop up so you don't always pay attention. But some people do, some people who are like, you know, accountants, <laughs> you know, forensic accountants are like, Oh, what is this? We're missing a couple decimals here, boys. Yeah. Um, so well, it'd be nice to just go through all the transactions and just kind of like, you know, put it in a spreadsheet or something. Yeah. But uh, uh, they make it hard to do that. <laughs> for sure. Uh, so I want to go to Jace Miles first. He came up and uh, hasn't had a chance to talk yet. And then uh, Graham and Composable. Ooh. What up, Jace Miles? Hey, I just wanted to say, I know I'm newer, but like you guys are saying, uh, it's pretty hard to read that stuff, <laughs> and I can definitely read the not more simple stuff. So exactly right, you know, yeah. like another another little thing to to point out. Did you have a question though? No, no, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, all right, uh, you can draw me down it. All right, composable Grim, which uh, whoever was first or whoever wants to go first. Go ahead, Composable. I just had a quick question. Um, what's your schedule like? I saw you mention it earlier. I mean, I'll just show it to my founder and her product. Maybe get some devs on. We could just talk about what Composable is doing with Cosmos. So who can I DM? The schedule? If you um yeah. click on Trick Your My Profile, it'll give you the uh, schedule. Yeah, and then uh, if you want, yeah, you can DM one of us or even that Cosmos Spaces main page, the uh, the Adam one. Um, and yeah, that'd be that'd be cool because I I was really interested uh, in that space with Jack, and I feel like it'd be really cool to start, you know, letting people know that that whole ecosystem is about to be connected now over to IBC and the Cosmos and probably some yeah. cool stuff. I mean, we are building on Kasama and Polkadot, but. I can't say too much, but yeah, I do consider us in the future to be an IBC chain. <laughs> You're like, I'm trying to say this correctly. Sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we are IBC Maxis, like composable. Yeah. So, so you're you're not saying that you're going to be IBC enabled, but you are saying that you really like. No, IBC no we are IBC really good because <laughs> we're, we're building a light frame light frame protocol to IBC, but um, we have something else. To, but I can't say. <laughs> but anyways, like by the time we have that spaces, hopefully it'll be in public. But yeah, take care, guys. That's juicy. Just dropping that on us and then leaving. <laughs> but yeah, um, I DM'd you composable so we can make it happen, and then we'll get a Cosmos Spaces going and have a good time with it. Thank you. Educate some people and get people hyped. Hey, before we continue to Gram, um, I do want to remind you guys that we have a. A giveaway for some Osmo going on in our Discord. It's the second pin post up here to the top. Click on that uh, post, and then it'll take you to our Discord link. And just uh, react to the rules message, get verified in our Discord, and head to the giveaway channel to participate. And uh, shout out to the uh, Osmosis Support Lab for uh, sponsoring this and sponsoring us and making all this possible. Um, everybody loves Osmo. Everybody loves the Osmosis team. We got a 
Paul Staddy down there and Worker B. So make sure you show them your appreciation. What's up, Graham? All right. What's the new validator you guys are going for with Cosmos Spaces? I saw you guys tweet right beside Pupmos. Can you leak that yet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not like too much of a secret or anything. Uh, so we spun one uh, Cosmos validator up um, to try to be in position for the expansion of the active set. Um, there's a proposal that's passing right now that's gonna that would expand the active set to 175. Um, so, you know, we figured like, Hey, you know, this is probably one of our only chances that we'd be able to do this. And, you know, Cosmos is the, the mother chain of, of everybody that's, you know, building on the Cosmos SDK and, you know, there's, there's so much still to come there. And so we thought it'd just be like the perfect match to, of course, you know, be contributing more to the Cosmos ecosystem by being validating on the hub, um, and just finding out more ways we can be involved and also give the community, um, like a voice and a validator that's up there that has you know, kind of their their thoughts and feelings um, and sentiments in mind. Uh, so we're super hoping to become in the active set. There's no guarantee. Um, but right now, like if once the proposal goes through, if we're in the same spot, we would technically be in the active set and then we just have to maintain delegations. Um, but it's definitely going to be a fight. So we uh, we appreciate anybody that can support us because, um, you know, the validator is going to help us continue doing these spaces. Um, you know, we're going to be able to do some giveaways to the community, give backs and do some really cool things to help keep the IBC growing and get our, get exposure and kind of, uh, you know, be that, that hub for all of Cosmos. Like we've talked about where anybody and everybody can come to learn, um, be feel free and safe to have a space to talk. Um, and also to just kind of being that, you know, like that central hub for, for everything Cosmos. Unreal, unreal. And, uh, you guys are open for redelegations already, so I can go redelegate tonight if I wanted. You could, sir. <laughs> um, I would be very much appreciated too. I think uh, the fourteenth or something or thirteenth is when the the validator set would officially expand. Um, so, just fair warning, uh, you're not uh, you know earning any rewards while you were doing that. Um, but, uh, dude, that would be that would be amazing. We would super appreciate that. Every little every uh, little piece of Adam Adam helps and contributes. For sure. And that's the second chain you guys spun one up for. Is this the third now? Did I miss one? So this is technically number three. Um, so we have the Evmos chain, which was our first one and super exciting. And we're still super excited about Evmos and everything that's going to go on there. But everybody knows that the uh, chain's halted and, you know, trying to go through that. But that's actually going to be back live here in like a week or two, um, which is super cool. Um, then we also have our Comdex validator um, live as well, too. Um, so it's super cool to be able to have those, um, and try to be able to be more involved in the cosmos and also try to use those, you know, some of those commissions to give back to everybody in the cosmos as well, too. And we got some, uh, some ideas for other ones too. Um, you know, as if we can keep doing it and do it right. Um, we have a really, really, uh, solid DevOps team that, you know, is super smart, well, very well trained and, you know, they love IBC and we're even converting one guy <laughs> over from being a Cardano validator. Um, so it's it's been really cool, really fun. It's uh it's a lot of work. It's, you know, you think that oh, just spin this thing up, but you know, there's a lot more that goes into that, and so it's been a really cool experience, and just makes us that much more involved in the in the ecosystem. We're actually hosting a space on Sunday, where we're going to actually bring our DevOps um, to talk about what it takes to become a validator. But unfortunately, it's going to be in Spanish. So maybe after that one, we'll 
you know, make them um, come up on board to the English speaking Cosmo spaces. Gaines got them all hyped and excited. And then, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, exactly. I think, I think we should do that and kind of just, cause I know that people do have questions and people ask, you know, what it's like, what is this? How do you do this? Um, we've got some, uh, some big brains that can answer those questions. So. Thanks, Graham. Any other questions, Graham? Nothing. Just going to chill and listen to you guys. Uh, yeah. I appreciate gang lounge. Yeah. If there's anybody out there that wants to come up and, uh, grab the mic and ask a question or just share, uh, their thoughts about what's going on with fought cosmos, um, you know, Juno secret Luna, anything. If you want to come up here and just, uh, share, pick brains, ask questions or bring up a topic, feel free. Little G what's up. Everyone keeps asking me, Hey, are you, Little G also, I'm like, no, Little G is his own thing, dude. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? How's everyone doing? Good. Good, man. How you I'm doing? pretty good. Uh, just uh, to get some everybody's thoughts on uh, Osmosis's Frontier decks, um, the all permission is all permissionless decks. I just want to get everybody's thoughts on it. Um, if you if anyone wants to start on that. I'd love to get some thoughts on that too. Yeah, so I did just invite up Haas and Worker B, uh, who would maybe be our resident experts on such topic. But um, I think it's going to be cool. Uh, so the cool thing about blockchains is that they're permissionless. We all know that, which is awesome. But uh, the Osmosis front end is actually permissioned. So they have to choose, pick and choose which assets are actually listed on that front end. Um, like the main... I think the main reason for that is to do for the user experience. You know, they don't want to have this crazy wild, wild west on the main front end and have a, a crappy user experience for people who are there the first time. Um, but also, too, there are those degens and just, you know, people out there who are trying to use permissionless technology that, you know, want to take advantage of the osmosis protocol. So they have another uh, front end that um, you're able to just go there and any asset that is able to you know, enable IBC and get onto the osmosis protocol, you can find there. So that means no matter what ETH bridge it is, um, no matter what CW20 casino token it is, no matter what, you know, if ESMO starts spinning up, you know, like EVMs, 20s or whatever, and they start that, you'll be able to find all of that on that Frontier page, um, which will be cool. So I think Haas posted a really cool uh, tweet with a uh, Wasmington character that was like, Frontier is going to be the wild, wild west. Um, kind of had his, you know, slick, you know, gunster out. And it was, it's pretty cool, like representation of what it's going to be. Um, so I think that's cool. You know, that's just the first step of the frontier. Um, then after frontier, there's going to be the pro. Um, so Osmosis is like, you know, really starting to, to level up and like give even more features to users and cater to more crowds and become like an all-in-one gimme, 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 come here type, you know, financial decks that's going to just continue to grow and add more features. Um, how do you feel about it, LG, or anybody else that's that's up here? Yeah, it's pretty awesome, actually. Uh, since you know, Gravity Bridge has already bridged Ethereum to Osmosis, already added four ERC twenty tokens into the Frontier decks, which is pretty awesome. Um, also, Injective is on, is on there. Uh, the CW twenty token Rack or Raccoon is on there. Um, but the the thing is, um, there's very high slippage at the moment, so uh, there hasn't much, yeah, there hasn't been provided liquidity yet to most of these uh, ERC twenty tokens, which are 
Ethereum, DAI, USDT, um, and USDC. But uh, I think governance, we still have yet to, I think Osmosis is still yet to um, pick their primary ETH provider. Uh, so, or ETH bridge provider. So, um, since Gravity Bridge hasn't been picked yet, um, it's it's still good to see an ERC twenty token on the Frontier Dex, even on Osmosis. So that's just my thoughts on it. So I just like congratulations to like the the whole community basically because we we actually haven't heard I actually haven't heard this since last week when Sunny talked about it in the updates from the lab, and uh, I was just really uh, stunned that. Osmosis is going all permissionless with the Frontier decks. So yeah, those are my thoughts on it. Hey, Lil G, um, how long have you been in Osmosis? Because I think I've seen you around a lot in Discord. Yeah, I actually been um in Osmosis about two and a half months now, and I was just like researching uh, Cosmos IBC. I got into Cosmos um when somebody told me about the Stargaze airdrop, uh. And I was like, where can I get some stars? And I was like, oh, that was uh, to my friend who got the, the airdrop. He got about $2,000 in like USD value. I was like, bro, that's a ton of money, like getting, getting it from like an airdrop. At this time, I was just investing in a couple of coins like BTC, Ethereum, Cardano, and all that stuff. And I was just trying to branch out my portfolio. And I saw Cosmos Atom. I just decided to like research about osmosis and about IBC. SD in the the Cosmos SDK and the technology, and it's just been an awesome community, and people have been just uh, teaching me more about it, and even the Osmosis OSL or the support lab has also been um, really supportive on Discord, Reddit, and yeah, it's just been a, an awesome community just to discuss about the technology and like what's going on, and even like. <laughs> how to make money in the, in the Cosmos SDK or the Cosmos IBC or in the community itself. So that's really how I got into Osmosis, first of all, and also just the Cosmos ecosystem itself. Isn't it weird how you get sucked in just by like an airdrop? Like after you find out you get an airdrop, you're like, all right, what am I going to do with this? And then after that, it's the next step and the next step. And then before you know it, you're like heavily, deeply involved with the ecosystem. <laughs> Yeah, really. I, I I was just like fascinated because um, I was just you know on YouTube. Is it, this might sound really dumb? I was getting financial advice off YouTube. I'm you, you know my fifteen year old self is just that stupid. So, um, but I I just saw like this person was like getting airdrops off Cosmos, and then I was decided like just to add Adam into my portfolio. Um, I I didn't realize I was actually qualified for some of them. Uh, so. Yeah, that's after just the first airdrop, you just told me to just go on osmosis. So I was just the UI and the UX was just perfect and it was awesome. It was smooth. Went into the Discord and I just got lured in and just started talking to as many people as possible, uh, as much people as possible. And I learned a lot. So, yeah, it was just awesome how just one airdrop got me into this situation in this position. That's cool, bro. Hey, well, I. I hope you tune in to more of the, the Cosmos Spaces um, shows. And um, thanks for popping up. I appreciate it, Little Gains. Tricky, thanks for hosting this. And I'll see you guys later. Appreciate it. Welcome to stay up here, man, if you have any more questions. No big yep. deal. Yeah, I'll chill up here. No, I'll listen to you guys' um, 
discussion as well. Love to learn. Hell yeah. GFO, how you doing? Good. How are you guys? Thanks for having me. Um, sorry about I kept getting rubbed. My sound kept getting rubbed, so <laughs> I kept joining rejoining. Um I just had a question on, I guess, Juno. Um, now from my understanding, Cosmos, uh, the vision is application specific blockchains. And, you know, then comes Juno where it's more of like a generalized layer one. Um, now I guess like, what is the, what's like the differentiating factor from this layer one versus other layer ones? I know, you know, Terra is its own layer one. Um, and like, what's like the main kind of vision where, I don't know if you guys are, have spoken with core one on, you know, what, what's like their main value prop or vision going forward or, you know, what, what makes this a, a you know, a key piece of infrastructure in the cosmos ecosystem. Um, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that or, uh, you know, information on, you know, what makes Juno different. That's that's a good question. You want to take it, Mayor? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I didn't I, I drop a... <laughs> Anybody take it? It doesn't matter. Wait, I heard half of it. I'd maybe take it, if I don't want to make you repeat. Someone else wants to. So, GFIO, so I, I kind of get where you're at. We're kind of like, okay, you're caught in the middle between, well, every chain's supposed to have its own chain. We're not supposed to be like Ethereum. But then we compare Juno kind of to this Ethereum where people build on top of it and have like a layered application on it. Is that kind of correct? And you're wondering like what makes it so special? Yeah. I mean, is, is Juno, it, cause I know they're building like in the cosmos, they're building sort of public works. Uh, you know, Osmos kind of like a centralized exchange for IBC tokens and um, you know, like I what like, I, I'm just curious, like, what's the vision for Juno? And maybe you know Core One would be you know so a member of Core One would can speak more about that, but um, I'm just uh, so I'm, not, I'm not sure on who's I, who's on the game can, nodes profile right now. Yeah, it's uh, yeah exactly. It's Null, Null here. No, how's it going, Null? Yeah, not too bad, man. Yeah, I can help you out a little bit with that question. So basically, the main value prop for uh, Juno is that it's permissionless smart contracts. So it is. Um, you know, most of your other networks, they're permission smart contracts. So if someone uploads a contract and they want to be able to use it, they actually have to run it through governance. Uh, whereas Juno, anyone can upload a contract and instantiate it without going through governance. So basically, it's meant to be a community run, decentralized, permissionless smart contracts uh, network. Okay. Um, I, I had one other question. Um regarding interchain accounts and if anyone has because uh, I, I read up a little bit on interchain accounts and from what i understand it's a uh, program or system where you can call contracts from other platforms uh, is, I, I, i'm not exactly I, I i'm not really technical if it, um i was wondering if anyone knew you know because i hear it's, it's going to be a big deal it's going to be a value accruing um implementation of code uh does anyone know exactly what uh are you, that is are, are you talking interchain security is is that what you're no interchain he's talking about interchain yeah, okay. like smart contracts got it got is it. that no, what you're no, asking you about this one too 
Uh, so I haven't read up uh, too much on interchain accounts, but from what I understand, it's the ability to basically, uh, for example, use uh, have a have a host account on one chain and then be able to utilize that same account across IBC on other chains. So is it like uh, in utilizing a, uh, a an application from another chain on from one chain to another chain you can use an application so i think for example anything you can do with a wallet on one chain you can do from another chain so for example if that was um, using funds from uh, say the atom chain um, to instantiate a contract on the juno chain then i think that would be possible but i'm sort of reading between the lines Gotcha. I think that is part of the long-term goal that what what Cosmosm hopes to enable later down the road is that sort of functionality and Juno's wants to be like first there. That that's For example, I I think I think you could expect like um you know the initial functionality to be like you could send funds between accounts from like a Adam base wallet. So uh, from what I understand, like any any network can be a host and a receiver network. So, um, you know, you can have your wallet hosted on Juno and use it on Atom, or you can have your wallet hosted on Atom and use it on Juno. Yeah, so just like imagine being able to like read and write things from one wallet onto other wallets. So once one chain enables interchain, interchain accounts, it can do that things with any other chain that has that enabled. If the chain doesn't have that enabled, then they can't do that interaction. Um, but once they enable that in their in their base Cosmos SDK layer, um, it opens up all those possibilities. Okay, thanks. Hey guys, I actually got a hop for the night, but hope you have great rest of the evening, everyone. Beautiful chat as always. I'll uh, see you guys around. Peace out, Timmy. Later, Timmy. Later, Tim. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part one of a two-part IBC Gang Lounge Space, recorded on Friday, April 8th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Have you heard about the new Terra Invest Strategy Discord server Orbital Command spun up? If you're looking for a chill place to chat about different Luna stacking strategies or looking for some alpha or if you're trying to find the best UST farms or even if you just have a quick question you need answered, be sure to stop by TIS and say hi to the Orbital Command gang. Hell, I'm even in there sometimes when I'm not editing hours of C5 spaces. You can find me in that server chatting about NFTs and answering basic Terra Luna questions. The link to the server is in the show notes, and for more information, check out orbitalcommand.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Thank you.
Watching these debates like what a bunch of noise When the illusion of choice outmaneuvers your voices No one really knows what the fuck is going on here Sitting in the bunker, waiting for the all clear It's like we're getting steered towards the motherfucking iceberg Captain all drunk deciphering where the ice lurks And we thought 2020 was gonna be a nice year Living with the plague like who brought the mice here Try to think of it as another simulation Game full of bugs but it's still fun to play It's like we're aliens beta testing earth Digging in the dirt trying to earn a little girth the beast is silent when it defeats the riders living outside trying to meet this virus if you want to watch it all burn from the sky rise delete the science and increase the righteous living like a jerk return to feed the worms vibing like a tree just breathing out the words be careful outside then police is violent feeling like i finally earned some peace and quiet piece of pie first trying to be the fat kid you least admire feast of fire when the beasts of burden are getting all bored but at least we're certain we found the imposter living among us fussing with hunches another big chungus bludgeon don't worry the fungus will clean up the guts and get us to function on fleeting assumptions i'll see through the rust from rush to rush now we're stacked up like a bunch of junk so hush your muck before we stuff your luck and break your fucking neck to this like bust a bust Bleeding impulsive, the meeting controls it When breathing corrosive, no eating the bullshit Feeling the worth like it's gonna be a good year Now we're all tired, stop treading on the work here My style is the best. 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 My style is the best.